0: Welcome back to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Brought to you by our sponsor, Vanilla Soft, with your host, Daryl Prale. Join us each week as we interview industry experts in the dramatically growing field of inside sales, sales development. Soon in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready?
1: Hey, Daryl. Thank you, Paul. How you doing folks? This is Daryl Prell and I am your host of Inside, Inside Sales, and I am so pleased that you've joined us for another episode. As you know, the whole purpose of Inside, Inside Sales is to get inside the role, the profession, the how-to. It is pragmatic. It is tactical. Some of our great guests we've had before include Benjamin Dennehy, Laurie Richardson, James Fodden, and with every single one of those people, they're giving you incredible takeaway that you can implement today so that you can be better and more successful Tomorrow. Now, the last one I had was actually with uh, Benjamin Dennehy, and we talked about just the whole role of prospecting, all right? And it was hilarious. He walks us through. He gives us some great role playing. Listen to it. I've never laughed so much on a podcast, but the whole idea of the prospecting theme is critical, and that is the segue to my next guest I'm going to introduce you to shortly, but today's topic is, do you understand why? you are prospecting. Are you prospecting just because that's your job? Do you understand why? Because if you don't understand why, you're not going to win. That's the theme. Today's guest, I'm going to bring him in here right now. It is Steve Burton. Now, Steve Burton is a sales manager with The Point Co. You can check him out at The Point Co, the pointco.com. They specialize in demand generation, especially around emerging technology, cyber, cybersecurity, but it's all around demand generation and he's got an entire team of people he manages who have to struggle with this every single day. Now he's not just a real life practitioner. He's also a pretty kick ass sales trainer. In fact, he is the two time winner of the UK top sales trainer award. Steve, welcome to the show, sir. Wow, Daryl.
2: What an intro. What a professional you really are, sir. <laughs>
1: You know, you make it easy when you bring the talent and the award recognition. I am totally just you know, living off your brand and your accomplishments here. But, uh, but I truly am excited about today's topic. If you're not sure the way the process worked, I get an idea in my head and I reach out for who are the right people. And I was talking to, to Steve about this one. Do you understand why, you know, why you're prospecting? And he immediately was like firing off ideas, you know, X, Y and Z and all these issues and what we got to talk about. We're going to try to cram a lot today into our session. But Steve, let me come back to you. Why was this topic so passionate for you? All
2: right, Daryl. Well, I've had the privilege of working in quite a few countries all over the world. And what I've learned from people better than me and what I've learned from observing sales teams is if you do not know why you are prospects, if you do not know the reason why you actually go through the grind every day, you're going to fail. Now, prospecting can be one of the hardest jobs in the world. I still do the job. I've done the job. I've managed teams who, have doing the jo- who do the job. In fact, I've just walked off the sales floor. So this is just not all hypothetical teachings I'm talking about. I've been living it 30 minutes ago on my sales floor. You know, we're in the trenches doing it every day. And I feel for people because the phone gets heavy. It can be demoralizing. And unless you know why you're doing it, it can be a hard task all round. Your bosses are shouting at you. They're probably not prospecting for 20 years. They want the highest of standards. You know anyone who's, who's doing it. Any SDRs listening, full respect, guys. You've got a hard job. You are the hardest job on the sales pipeline, and you're probably the most junior member. Unless you know why you're doing it and it's personalized to you, it can be demoralizing. But if you can harness that and you know why you're doing it, what's the end goal, what's the end result, and why it benefits you, you can also be unstoppable, and it can lead to greater and better things.
1: So when you're talking to these SDRs, do you actually ask that question at any point in the process? Do you understand why you're prospecting, and what's their reaction when you do that?
2: I ask it. I do it on, on in the interview, and it's my first day of training. Usually, people don't know. I mean, a lot of the times, they need a job. but The mum sent them here. They don't know where they're going. They think they're doing sales until they get a proper job. All these things are incorrect. You need to uncover why they're doing it. When I was 17, I started working in prospecting. I was given a yellow pages and an ashtray and told to crack on. And I was failing. I was failing miserably. I was depressed. And it wasn't until somebody reached out to me and said, Steve, why are you here? What does success in this job mean to you? They actually sat down, and I realized I wanted to go traveling. I wanted to see the world. And at that point, I then broke it down, learned what I needed to do to get there. Then all the activity, all the no's, all the rejection, it all became irrelevant because it was worse not achieving my goal than having to deal with that on a daily basis. So I ask all my people when they start, we then break it down in the training. Before we do even go into any sales training, I break it down to them and I show them that where they're going to be, how they're going to get there, and what success in this job will mean to them. What the activity will take them towards, what they need to do to achieve their personal goals, what their money will mean to them, whether it's education, whether it's progression, whether it's buying a mummer a house, whatever it may be, everyone's got different reasons. But when you uncover it and you understand it, you can track back then and work out how you're going to achieve it. So when you come in every day and you've got a mountain to climb and believe me, some of those mountains are steep, some of those phones are heavy, it just gets you through the day. And I say it, I'm a northerner, I was born in Glasgow and someone once told me, so you know, Skill set without mindset will leave you upset, Steve. And I see it time and time again. I have these blue chip prospects landing in the office, all the skill in the world, no will, fail on day one. It's the people with the will to succeed. And you need to get that will by understanding why you're there.
1: I love that. Skill set without mindset will leave you upset. I have never heard that before, but that is brilliant. That is so spot on. What I also like about what you're saying, I heard you basically, you're helping these sales professionals, these young sales professionals yep. who are Trying to figure out what to do, you're making it personal for them. You're helping them bring, you're illuminating why they're doing it. So it's, 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 it's no more a job; it, it's a job with purpose.
2: Daryl, it's purpose is personal for me, mate, because ultimately these young guys and girls, eighteen to twenty-five year olds, they were me twenty years ago, you know. And I'm trying to help them, so I don't want them to go down the path where I went down as failure. So if we can eliminate that, get the mindset right, the skills can be taught. The technologies can be learned. The motivation can be given. They need to grasp in their mind why they're doing it, and that's how that's how we start before we even start the training. But that's another story. That's my sales training side, my sales management side. I need them. I need them to understand why they're here before we start.
1: You know, Benjamin Dennehy made a comment, and um, when we had our session, where he made a comment. He goes, "Everybody thinks I'm just naturally good." He goes, "When I began, I was awful. I was brutal." And he said the same thing. I was working through the yellow pages, and I was failing miserably. I share that because here's Benjamin saying it, here's Steve saying it. So if you're listening to this and perhaps you're a little bit disheartened, you're a little bit frustrated, you're perhaps dissatisfied with your progress so far, then it sounds like you're in the right episode. Okay, there's several talking points we want to cover today, so why don't we hop right into it. The first one you mentioned to me was you asked a very simple question. Let me frame it for the audience. Do you understand who your ideal customer is and – is your message aligned? So talk to me about that.
2: All right. So my customers are senior salespeople, VP of Sales for Tech Companies, and I deal with hundreds of them. They're the who I sell to. I and mean, it never fails to amaze me when we come when they come in to do the product overview that they have one static message for the product. And when I ask them, you know, who buy your product, they say everyone. Everyone, they're always high on the product. And that's great. But people need to realize not everyone's as high as, on your product as you are. All right. So let's just look at the path to release the resistance if you're hot in a specific area if it might be manufacturing if you're hot in the financial vertical you've got some hot case studies or some client referrals there let's start there and work out that's a logical place to start and work out so let's have a tailored marketing message for those and that can be in your outreach your emails your email templates your white papers and most of all when you talk to people how are you appealing to those guys now let's then break that down and say five or six decision makers within these companies not all of our decision makers have the same pains let's talk about them let's work out how the product is going to Appeal to these people at different levels, and then let's align the marketing message. You should not be starting a campaign or an outreach campaign just blindly calling people with one set elevator pitch, which you know can, can garner some appointments. Don't get me wrong, but appointments is not where you want to be. It's ROI on sales, right? So the way you're going to do that is by working out what pains the people in the organisation have. How are those pains different? How does your product solve those pains? And align your marketing message accordingly. Then start where you're hot and work out. Obviously, as you're working out, if you find some more hot verticals, hot, hot target lists, incorporate it. Start where your heart work out, align your marketing message. You're going to get the better results quick, which is going to build your confidence. It's going to help your ISRs gain momentum, uh, and ultimately, if you're in charge of it, it's going to show you. It's going to show some ROI in your calendar straight away, and allow you to get cracking. If you start off just rigging blindly. With poor-level meetings, one marketing message, you're going to get poor-level quality meetings, you're going to get a poor result for conversions, and you're going to blame the ISR, who's some 21-year-old guy who's the lowest in the food chain. You cannot blame your ISR if you've got poor marketing message or a poor strategy for, for adoption. So take responsibility at the top end and sort it out is my message.
1: Let's drill down a bit on that. I'm that young SDR. I'm fairly new in my career, yeah. maybe several years, but still fairly new, I don't have a lot of life experience, shall we say, in the corporate world, right? I'm still maturing as an adult. Maybe I'm in a relationship. Maybe I'm about to get married. So a lot of exciting things happen in your life as you settle into the next 30 30 plus years of your career. In that situation, with that youth and that lack of experience, how can they come in and determine the pains because they can't relate?
2: Well, you've got to work closely with your senior salespeople and your marketing teams. If you're working for a technology company, you're not going to be 21 years old and be told to dictate the marketing strategy for the organisation. What you are going to do is work with the marketing team. So, the, really, this is this is something that the ISRs, SDRs, should be bringing up. Can you please give me some guidance on why the CFO or why the CTO? would want this product? Why would that be different to the IT security manager? Lower down the food chain, if you're looking for an influencer, why would the analyst or why would the desktop technician be interested in looking at the demonstration of this product and why are they going to refer it on? So you need to talk to them about that. And if, if you start then breaking it down and giving you a massive technical explanation, you know really, I just have to stop it there and say, no, look, who we are, why are we different and why should we care? Because these people are getting emails, phone calls, they're getting approached at conferences, they're getting invited to events 24-7 in the tech space. So we've probably been a, bit, a little bit too general because this is about tech, but across any prospecting, there's going to be a competitor. Who are you? Why are you different? Why should the person care? And why is that different? Get them to provide you with the information and then get started. If that's not there or they don't have time, well, you know, you need to be a little bit resourceful. Go to the website, look at your white papers, break it down, ask the people on the phone, what are your key challenges? What are your key pains? Build up some information, go back to your uh, seniors and say, well, these are the challenges and pains I'm getting asked. How does our product solve those problems? And then obviously go back with your marketing message.
1: So it was really interesting to hear the consistency in what I'm hearing from you know, all my various guests. Lori Richardson made a comment about one of the things you should do as a, as a young SDR is identify a mentor, someone who's successful, and, and go and ask them a question. And she used the word why. And, you know, why this, why this, why this, help me understand. I'm hearing you almost say something similar. Why this, why this, why this? A lot of people are afraid to ask that question. Should they be afraid to ask that question? No,
2: no, we should never be afraid to ask. I mean, I'm, I'm a great plagiarizer. I, I wouldn't say I'd have a unique idea in my whole career, but I've always been good at learning from people more successful than me and I've worked with a lot of them. So that's what really helped me out and young ISRs and SDRs, they should be doing the same thing. Now, sometimes you might see some bad habits. I don't encourage that. I mean, some people who are a bit long in the tooth might have a lot of shortcuts. Do it the hard way. Do it the right way. You know, ask those important questions. Seek out intelligent people. Sometimes the most successful salesperson in your room will want to share those ideas as a reason why they're successful and it could be competitive but it doesn't hurt to ask doesn't hurt to ask a variety of different people and also look look out look on forums look on youtube reach out there's never been more learning places to learn there's never been more ways you can get free information Like, look at this podcast. Someone's listening to this podcast now thinking, good idea, Steve. I'm going to do it. It's all there for you. Back in our day, you had to go and pick up a book from Zig Ziglar. Read that. You know, half the people probably don't even know who he is. But in this day and age, there's loads of free advice. You can get mentors. But don't. my advice to you is pick the right mentors. Don't take shortcuts. Learn how to do it the hard way. And obviously, work a bit smarter once you know how to work harder.
1: I spent my first job at a school was selling photocopiers door-to-door and when I was between calls, I was listening to Zig Ziglar on uh, my audio There you cassette. go. So they bring back memory. Yeah. What I also like about what you said was it wasn't just the why, which is actually asking people to give you, spoon-feed you the answers, hey, do that. You told them take ownership and accountability to yeah. do your own research. So that's smashing. Why I tell
2: people not life learners, yeah? If you learn to cut hair in 1970 and never learn to cut hair style again, you'd be giving everyone perms and mullets, you won't be very successful, even though they are coming back into fashion. So as as a salesperson, why are we not learning? Sales is evolving. I mean, that's one of my next points about technology. Technology changing at a rapid pace. You should be keeping up to date with the technology. I'm seeing two demos on Friday. Probably people think I'm a tie kicker. Maybe I am, but I do buy technology for my team, and I do buy licenses, and that evolves and changes, and I have to keep up to speed with it. Right? If I was still using the same tactics I was using four years ago, we'd be out of business. That's the reality. All young salespeople should be learning, adapting, looking at free resources, and evolving their craft. It's a craft. You meet these salespeople who have been selling for 20 years. Well, they probably learned to sell 20 years ago, and they've had 20 years of the same year's experience. So they've got one year's of sales experience under the belt. They've done it 20, 20 times. Now, you should be learning and evolving all the time. I mean, I'm sat here now talking to you before having a little chat. I'm learning from you, and I'm learning from stuff you're doing online at the moment. So we should all be learning from each other as, as a sales industry.
1: With that as the extra, we're going to cut the commercial break. Stay tuned. We got more Steve and more points around understanding why you are prospecting. We'll be right back, folks.
3: CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time make less than two attempts to contact them, and are only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is a sales engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more. Blow your quota out of the water. How? By ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds, persistently, and with the cadence that is optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com. All
1: right, Steve, so let's get into it now. You talked about the importance of having an effective plan with scheduled time. What do you yeah, mean? By I mean,
2: look, I've seen too many people fail. Too many people fail by procrastination, doing sporadic calling. If you have a time, it's scheduled in your daily, your optimum call time for us is 8.30 till 11 o'clock every day. During that time, it's dial only. You eliminate your distractions. You turn your phone off. You turn your Facebook off. You turn your Tinder off, whatever floats your boat and you get on the phone and start prospecting. If it's like the gym, you're not going to, you're not going to go to the gym and lift your heaviest weights on the, on the first attempt. You've got to warm up. So you do your role plays, you warm up and you get into the phone and you do your effective prospecting. The most convenient time to get through to people with your best prospects, you're going to have a higher success rate. If you pre-plan that in your diary, you're going to have more success. Otherwise, you're going to just leave it out, You know, especially if you're someone a bit more senior who doesn't have to do prospects all day every day. If you don't put it in your diary, you're not going to do it. Be honest with yourself. And also, if you have an effective plan in place, And you've diarized it, you can look at your KPIs and results off the back of it, and you can formulate another plan if it's not working. If you're just doing it sporadically, you've got no data to go off, all right? All your data should be driven from your CRM. So if you're logging your calls or you've got some sort of automation system, that'll all be easy in your CRM. So you can watch what you're doing, how you're doing it, and just give you tangible data for your sales manager to help you out.
1: Classic expression, failing the plan is planning to fail. And that's it's all about having a plan. In fact, we actually had a whole... Episode with James Boden, where he goes into depth on, on creating a framework that works for you to be productive, exactly as Steve was just talking about. But you talked about CRM, you talked about some tools, talked about how you're still learning. You mentioned having the correct tools to help.
2: Before I get into that, let me just explain: tools are not the answer to your problems, or they're going to help you, but they're not the answer. They're not an excuse to why you're not hitting your target. If you're doing first and foremost, you should be looking: am I doing the basics well consistently? Okay, am I doing the basics well consistently? And I'm talking about asking for mobiles on every call, asking for the order, making sure you're, you're hitting your KPI. Am I doing the basics well consistently? If you're not, adjust that first. Now, all these tools, they're meant to optimize you. They're not meant to replace what you're doing. So go out and research tools. Yeah, you, you've got a CRM. I would advise you using obviously Salesforce with LinkedIn Navigator. You need to have the right data. Again, my advice would be to potentially look at Discover.org or something like Seamless AI. If you've not got the right tools, and the reality is a lot of your sales managers or people who are senior to you, especially in the UK and EMEA, they're not going to know what these tools are. And I'm lucky enough that I work, work with a lot of people from the States, so I get access to all this sales enablement stuff. But go out. Take ownership from it. Go out and research the stuff yourself. Right? Look at LeadIQ. Look at Capture. Look at Lusher. Look at Madison Logic. Use SalesLoft. Look at all these tools. Work out what are the best tools for your sales stack. Put a case together for your boss. If it's in your budget, they're going to get them. Right. If you don't have the right tools for your job, just like anything, if you're a plumber and you turn up and you've got no tools, it's going to be very hard to do your job. These tools are not meant to be replaced what you're doing, like the phone. Your tools are always going to be your phone, but they're meant to optimize it. Automate where you can automate to save your time and use a human touch with everything else. That's my advice to you. But look at these things. Sit demo on these things to pick the right tools for you and start using them, but do not hide behind them.
1: That's brilliant advice. And, you know, the biggest tool people talk about, of course, is LinkedIn, uh, sales navigator, which is a tool, but it's not the only tool. You mentioned several other here's discover org, do yep. info, be another comparable to that one. There's several others out there. Uh, you mentioned sales loft. I know you meant, you meant to mention vanilla soft about, in that one. Yeah, That's yeah. an honest mistake. We'll let that one go. It's, yeah, of course. At VanillaSoft, we do the exact same thing. We have a variety of tools. You know, we use our own platform for sales engagement. Right now, we're actually in a bake off between Discover and Zoom Info, so the reps are mm-hmm. testing them out right now to see which one's better. So the tools are critical. They make you so efficient. And you're right. Do the research and advocate for your own success. Now, you talk a little bit about, as well, moving on here, about combo prospecting. Methods. All right, what so let to put it out
2: that? there. Everyone's talking online about Cole Cullen's dead, social selling this, whatever. It's all a lot of rubbish, right? Combo prospecting. If you're going to war, you had a knife, a gun, and a sword, you're going to take everything, right? If you've got tools at your disposal, use them all, right? I think it was Tony Hughes over in Australasia. He, he's a big advocate of combo prospecting. He's even got a book out on it. Now, have a look at that. Read it. I think the guy has been studying my sales office for, for a couple of years watching me how I work because everything he's saying is basically what we're doing. Or maybe I've Sublimely taking it from him. Combination prospecting, use the stuff to automate your outreach, call people up, leave voicemails, hit them up on LinkedIn, use Sales Loft to, to sort your cadence out, use vanilla Soft to sort your cadence out. Go and meet people, go and go to networking events, ask for referrals, why we're we not using everything. So make an effective factor your time in each of those different ways of prospecting and use them all. Use them all. Why would you not? Please understand at some point you are gonna have to talk to somebody. Deals do not drop out of the sky and do not drop on your lap, right? So if you're not picking up the phone in tandem with using your outreach tools, in tandem with asking for referrals, in tandem your Marketo and your marketing tools going out, you are going to fail. So be honest with yourself. Wake up to the fact, And why not just use everything in a measured way logically? Does that not make sense?
1: Well, it's funny because we just had this. As as you know, you and I were talking before we went live here. I just got off a live stream with uh, Dan Disney. And the whole debate, it was a big debate, was around social media versus cold calling. And, in fact, one of the points we made in that, that I made, totally in line, I believe, with what you're saying here, is I said, listen, social media is just another channel. I can use social media. I can use networking events. I can use trade shows. I can use email. They're all channels to help drive demand, to remove demand, and you're a moron if you don't use all those channels to help build your pipeline. So you are spot on. Why would you not do that? Because in the same breath, you're also establishing and building relationships. And one of these prospects could actually be your employer tomorrow. You just don't know, man. So it is in your own self-interest to do this for your short-term success and your long-term It's called phone career fear, man. That's
2: why people will gravitate to the easiest easiest pass, the least resistance or something they can hide behind. Use everything. Be honest with yourself, seek out some help if you need some help somewhere, put it all into action, and you'll be ahead of the curve, especially over in the UK. And that's why we're in business.
1: Do not let your own fear, you mentioned phone fear, there's just as much social media fear. Do not let your own fear, your own uh, insecurities prevent you from doing it. Just do it. Put yourself out there. There's so many people you can watch, including, of course, Steve Burton. How do you think I found Steve, guys? I found him on LinkedIn, and this man was prolific, and I love what his take was every single time. And I reached out to him because he taught me so much. That's how it works. Right. Use it all. All right. Let's bring it full circle. What are you going to action right, tomorrow? That was thing. A big nothing point I for say you.
2: is revolutionary. Nothing, nothing I'm say is going to rot your world. But what I'll say to you, quite simply, take some action. You can talk all you want, and this is another thing where people fall down. You can talk about it. You can write about it. You can meditate on it, but unless you take action, it does not mean anything. So come into work tomorrow. If you've not got a plan, take action, put it in place. If you're not watching demos, research them. If you need some training, seek it out. If you don't know why you're there, write it down, but do something. Because if you don't change what you're doing, you're always going to get the same results. So take some action, change what you're doing, and you're going to change your results. And it's quite simple. And believe it or not, people pay me money to tell them that, and I walk away laughing because it's the most simple thing in the world, but not everyone will do it. Well, you? That's the question.
1: Oh, he's dropping the gauntlet. I love it. So let's recap. Steve Burton, the (laughs) not only is he the two-time winner of the UK Top Sales Trainer, he's the only one to win it twice. I love it. His point is, do you understand why you're prospecting? He's made five points. Let's recap them. Do you understand who your ideal customer is and is your message aligned? If not, ask people. Ask why, 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 and research it. All right? I understand the pains. If you don't know them, go to marketing. Go to somebody who does. It's all about focus on knowing your ideal customer. Number two, do you have an effective plan to optimize and schedule your time? Because you can't prospect if you haven't scheduled it. All right? Do you have the correct tools to help you in that prospecting? Do you understand what you need? If you need more than you got, take responsibility and ownership on actually sourcing that talk to others in professionals in your industry what do they use why do they use it and i'll mention that vanilla softs are fantastic choice there as steve mentioned use combination prospecting methods multi-channel i would say omni-channel social networking trade shows email and the phone of course amongst other don't rely upon one tactic don't let Fear stop you from learning and discovering and and, and developing a new tool. And finally, know what you're going to action tomorrow. Steve, fantastic. Thank you so much. Everybody, if you haven't done it yet, go on LinkedIn, send him that connection request. And by the way, don't just send a connection request. Ashley. say, hey, I heard you on Inside, Inside Sales, and I want to connect. Make it contextual for him. You can learn more about his organization, The Point Co. at thepointco.com. He is an awesome and incredible and accomplished sales trainer. You need to follow him from everybody here inside Inside Sales. What a fun night, Darrell. Thanks for inviting
2: me on, and uh, let's talk again sometime. Have a good one.
1: We're out of time here, folks. I had a blast. And that's it. We'll be back next time with another episode of Inside Inside Sales. In the meantime, you take care, folks. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
0: You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Hosted by Daryl Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every other week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. One of the many shows on the ever-growing Funnel Radio Channel. Sponsored by VanillaSoft.